Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome to Let's Get Lucky podcast. And right here, um, we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, we're doing this podcast over, I guess, FaceTime. I have um, my co-host Tino on lockdown. Howdy, everybody. Hope you're not coughing up COVID blood like me. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah, we had to film this one away from each other just because the corona is getting bad here in Texas. Yeah, it's getting pretty crazy in Texas. Um, too crazy. Yeah, and I'm getting paranoid too. Like I, I think I have it every other day. Shit. And I'm like, oh, I don't have it. I'm fine. And then like my throat gets sore, and I have allergies, so it just makes it even more confusing. Dude, that's crazy. But yeah, for anyone out there who's listening, you know, thank you. Yeah. Um, episode two, baby. Episode two today, film. It's a really good film that I, you know, one of my favorites too. Um, we watched it together, mm-hmm. and um, that was the last time I saw Jose. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is uh, will be a good episode because I really love this film and I can talk about this for hours. Um, and I guess we'll we'll start. Again, don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Today's film, we'll be talking about Dr. Strangelove, one of Stanley's, I don't know, would you say that's one of the like, biggest Stanley Kubrick's film? No, it's it's not. I'd say it's top five most popular Stanley Kubrick film, but it's not top four. Damn, because <laughs> you got you got The Shining, Clockwork Orange, two thousand one Space Odyssey, Full Metal Jacket, Full Metal Jacket's a really popular movie <laughs> uh, out of his movies. So, yeah, but yeah. it is popular. Doctor Strangelove came out in 1964. Can't believe that. Huh, where was I at that time? <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is the craziest thing. Like, I was, um, you, mm-hmm. would, you would think that film was pretty big that year, right? I would think so. Nope. It wasn't even top 10 that year of even, of, yeah, it wasn't top ten. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to know what was number one film of that year? Yeah, let me know. Mary Poppins. Oh, Mary Poppins. And number two was My Fair Lady. Uh, that's, I'm okay with that. Oh, okay. Well, you see, it's funny because the movies back then were... Like, the popular movies back then were a little bit better than the quality we have for today. today. Or even in the last, last podcast so the uh, 1999 movies yeah. were not that good. Exactly. Yeah, it's it like it just for me is crazy that it wasn't even like it didn't even make that much money, or yeah. it wasn't even that popular. But 
it wasn't even in the top 10 that year. Like, number 10 was the Pink Panther. What the hell? Come on. They have a good theme song. Uh, <laughs> but for... I, I mean, 1965. So, you see... But no, 1964. I, I 64. I don't picture that time to be a very... No, it, it's pretty artistic time period, actually. It's the 60s, dude. Yeah, the 60s. The, the Beatles film came out this year, and it was number, I think number five or number six of that year. Um, the first mm-hmm. film they made? Uh, eight Days <laughs> or Eight Nights. No, A Hard Day's Night. A Hard Day's Night. Why oh. do I always think it's the, I mixed up. That, that's a documentary you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Doctor Strange, it was your first time watching it. What did you think the first time? Okay, so I, I, you know, before I watched it, I had heard a lot about it. Um, I really liked it. It was a lot more. Uh, it felt like I was watching a cartoon at sometimes because the editing was very like uh, exaggerated. Yes, like especially <clears throat> the ending when he's going down on the rocket ship. <laughs> And then, like, the characters, you know, they communicate in a very funny way. Uh, But I I also was surprised how a lot of the moments I did find to be emotionally, like, thrilling. I didn't expect that. I thought it was just going to be funny, funny, most of it. No, yeah, dude, it's it's crazy because this film... um they really wanted to make this film a drama and there were so many things they changed towards this film whenever they're making it or writing it. Like whenever he was, whenever Stanley was writing it, he was like, he like started making jokes and everything and write it down in the script. And then just so many things he like, I guess he was just tired of drama films and really wanted to make something funny. But dude, he did some crazy shit in this on um, to his actors. Like, um, Remember the, uh, what's his name? The, the army guy, the, the George, um, like the one who was like very like wacky and, um, funny. Yeah. The one inside the control room. No, not that one though. The one who was, um, um, in in the war room. I'm trying to remember. In the war room. The one who was like, um, the Nazi-esque guy? No, the one who was in, in the hotel room with the, her secretary. Remember in the beginning? Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's what, that's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah. yeah um, the actor's name is George um, Scott. He, dude, Stanley told him, like, um, you know, oh, you know, make your takes, like, doing funny, like, doing really funny. Um, but we're not going to use those takes in our film, you know? He's like, just be goofy. Just be like, just be like, what? Just act like a dummy and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he he would do like really like wacky or funny or like kind of like goofy takes, and he yeah. used those takes in the film. And the actor was like, "Dude, I thought you were gonna use those. You know what happened?" <laughs> and, and he said, "After that, he's like, I never want to work with Stanley ever again." <gasps> He got mad. Yeah, he was like so pissed because he. Yeah, I guess as an actor, he found it disrespectful. Yeah, because he was telling him, you know, I mean, Stanley was like, a lot of people in there. Um, what the thing is, Stanley, 
they didn't want to tell a lot of people it was a comedy, so he wanted to, I guess, like. Why do you think that was? Do you think it brings out funnier? Yes. Uh, yes. I, I I think he was thinking people were gonna act, started act funny now. Right. And he's like, I don't want that. You know, I want it to be kind of like goofy, mm-hmm. but almost close to what people. But supposedly, um, a lot of the inspiration was from like, like real politicians, like um, German politicians, and like um, he he didn't say it was Americans, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he got inspired by some Americans for sure. Yeah, I try. I just tried to like Google a cast so I could like have reference points, but then everybody has literally. 90 year old photos of them like and i don't recognize them they all look the same yeah so i don't know i'm out of trouble with the names but yeah i think uh there's this pattern of stanley kind of treating the actors as like they don't know as much it seems like but it's for some reason it turns out the movies turn out really good so of course um Maybe actors overthink what they do. Yeah, I, I, too and much, I, and I think that's what he wants to do. He, he doesn't want the actors to either go, you know, do like do overacting on things or do like underacting. Like he really pushes them to do, you know, yeah. certain things in his films. Every single movie, like the actors have complaints, is pretty surprising to hear about like on the last one you know they they caused a lot of marital issues and then on this one like that guy's like he was completely misinformed on what he was doing you know yes I'm surprised he went along with that like I would have been like why am I doing these takes if like you're not using them (laughs) exactly but um, I, it's probably just normal mm-hmm. Hollywood um, stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah, this film was really uh, was inspired by the the book um, Red Alert, and mm. I I haven't read it, of course. <laughs> but of course, I, I do want to read it. You want to read it? I I I I don't know. I want to read I, it, but then I don't want to read it because I know it's a serious book. You know, it's not like a comedy or anything. Yeah. Like the movie. I also, it's also like, I have trouble reading books that I already know the message of it before going into it. Yeah. Because then I'm just kind of, it makes it not as exciting because I already know where it's heading. Yeah, for sure. It's just like spoiling movie. Like, I don't want to know what the movie's about before I watch it. Exactly. Um, this, this I also fe- hate when trailers spoil movies, which is a big issue nowadays. Oh, yeah. Did, did, did you think though. this film was going to be as funny as you, or do you think it was going to be funny at all? Or I knew it would be funny. Stanley knows how to do comedy. Yeah, dude, this film really, really, really makes me laugh. It, just so many things that is just so like obviously they're not saying. What was your favorite scenes? Like, uh, my, one of my favorite scenes is like um, uh, the cowboy, of course. Mm-hmm. Cowboy's the, hilarious. On the, on the plane, 
Yes, and uh, the president talking to Dimitri, which I do want to play a clip right now because it's one of my favorite okay. favorite clips. I think, dude, the way they talk is so funny, and I just love how the comedy in this film is is not like jokes. It's just like these people are just truly hilarious. Characters. Yeah, they're yeah, just they're characters. Just... It's, and it's just so hilarious how these people are acting and. Um, it was just they're lunatics, <laughs> exactly. But I do want to play a clip of um, the phone call to Dimitri, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was so good. That was my favorite one. So, I'll yeah, let's play it. Both coming through fine. Good. Well, it's good that you're fine, then, and I'm fine. I agree with you, it's great to be fine. <laughs> Now then, Dimitri, you know how we've always talked about the possibility of something going wrong with the bomb. The bomb, Dimitri. The hydrogen bomb. Well, now, what happened is um, one of our base commanders, he had a sort of, well, he went a little funny in the head. You know... Just a little funny. And uh, he went and did a silly thing. Well, I'll tell you what he did. He ordered his planes to attack your country. Uh, well, let me finish, Dimitri. Let me finish, Dimitri. Dude, it's so hilarious. I, I love... Dimitri, come on, Dimitri. <laughs> I, I love how he's just like... Like, this. Like, just whatever. Just get a phone call, you know. Like, I'm just going to call you, <laughs> telling you that. Just call my buddy. <laughs> like, hey, um, he's like, by the way, like, remember those bombs? And, <laughs> um, like, your country may be destroyed, like, in 30 minutes, you know. <laughs> it's just so funny how, oops. like, <laughs> exactly, just so, so oopsie thing. And um, it's just so hilarious how they just talk to them, and they're, like, so, like, it's funny because they all know they're crazy, so they just want to be like, you know, like treating them like a baby and stuff like that. So yeah. They don't go too crazy, you know? Yeah, I like how uh, Dimitri, you just you just hear about him in this film. Yes. And like you could already picture what kind of person Dimitri is just by like, he's like at a party and mm-hmm. he's, he, you know. They're like Dimitri. I need you to walk into a choir room with you. Exactly. He's like turn like the turn the music down. Yeah, turn the music down. <laughs> Imagine if you're partying in the here, like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You're, you're having a good time, and and then you just your get a, country's about to explode. Get a crazy ass phone call. Um, the, the, mm-hmm. the, what I wanted to say is that a lot of the their conversations between. Other people are just so like they're they're being so serious, but then they're just like it's so hilarious at the same time. Yeah, I I thought that uh, the main I was surprised that uh, when I first heard about the film and I only seen a couple clips, the guy who comes at the end who's like. Uh, in the wheelchair, yeah. Doctor Strangelove. Yeah. Uh, 
thought he was the main guy throughout the whole movie. So mm-hmm. I was surprised that the president played such a big role in the film. Yeah. Which makes sense. But, uh, you know, I'm an idiot, so I don't think about those things. <laughs> but, like, I thought the president was pretty funny in this film. He, uh, he's probably my second favorite. Um, my favorite guy was at the military base that was trying to stop uh, the man who caused it all. One man caused the world to end. What? Uh, the the which one? The one who called for his his uh oh his base to attack. Yeah, to drop the bombs. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, Jack. General Jack, crazy ass motherfucker, dude. What what makes this movie so good is like you could literally picture it happening in real life. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you, you look at the news and it's constant, like, chaos. And dude, it looks like a bunch of idiots playing around. Dude, like, have you ever even met, like, a guy from the military? He, like, has so many conspiracy theories and, like, <laughs> hates so many crazy things. And, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's, like, funny and also sad because it's, like, yeah, because at this time, people obviously were hating, you know, hated, you know, Russia, Russian, the Soviet and Unions, communism. you know, the commies and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, people obviously hated them. And today, you, you hear people talking about, you know, I hate. Russia. No, not Russians, but they hate, like, Middle Eastern people, you know. Oh, yeah. But I, I would say there's, a, like, a kind of a small red scare on, like, the left as well, like, the with the whole hacking yeah, it's obviously not as extreme, but yeah, there is a lot of Middle Eastern like uh, hate towards Middle Eastern people because of like stupid things they've heard online. Exactly, and it's all these people who in the media who create like conspiracy theories for no reason. And and that character Jack, General Jack, dude, he is a crazy ass. He just yeah, he's an interesting character because. He he believes he's doing the right thing, and he's and he te- technically is following what the people in charge want him to think. Like, oh yeah, they're the ones that are always pushing him to think that way. That oh, these people are evil, and we need to get rid of them. Like that's how they get them to go to war. And then it's ironic that he's the guy that you know, destroys the world because he's doing what they've, he's been told. Exactly. And they're trying to stop him now, but it's like, none of this would have happened if you guys weren't trying to convince these people that Russia was like, so dangerous like that. Yeah. Which I mean, obviously it was at that time, but dude, did you, um, it's fear mongering pe- people. Um, whenever they, this film came out, people were thinking, Hey, this is this is like commie propaganda, right? Trying to make you like Cause they're, sympathize. Yeah, because they were like they weren't looking. They they weren't really making you know. Yeah, I could, you could tell that this movie probably, uh, you know, it came out before people were ready for it. Oh yeah, I think um, it's a little too ahead of its time. Yeah, dude, it really is. We look at it now and we like, you know. Wow, this is hilarious and uh, makes important points. But back then, they probably were thinking it's like an attack on 
uh, their American values. Exactly, because I feel like Cause at this make them look like fools. And yeah, at this time, they're. I, I don't think they were really making fun of the government like that, you know. No, because you know it was all about being patriotic, and oh, people had a strong pride. Yep. Towards being American, you know. Now we're kind of like so jaded with the whole thing. I mean, there is a lot of shows who make fun of our government, um, but yeah, now. But before, even before, like, um, Trump, um, it was, like, even funny. But now it's kind of, like, the real thing is funnier than the shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have to even watch any show. You can just go watch Trump, and he'll make you laugh because the crazy-ass shit he's saying. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, this movie seems more real than ever. It's, like. Oh, yeah. And and it's so, like, relatable to. Trump could fit so well in the characters of this movie like yeah and so many people that are politicians who even like the way they just think and anything um a lot of the things that um the um buck the guy who who the main the guy who's in the war room with with all those politicians Mm -hmm. he he's like he he really he's very like hot mama at home exactly he's always he's also like hates you know um communism and he's like he's calling everything commie like hey you're a commie you're this and whatever and it it, it like really really relate relates to like how people act like right now there's a lot of old politicians who who don't understand the internet and a lot of things and they they talk so crazy that it doesn't make any sense how like people Oh, people. There's no nuance anymore. Everybody's just like extreme with yeah. their views. Um, I mean, that's what I found surprising about the president character because he was surprisingly kept this strange like moral line that he was like, like at the beginning when he was just like, uh, Buck was like, oh, well, guess guess we're just going to have to uh, bomb all of Russia. Like, yeah, he's like, it's oh. too late now. Like, <laughs> And, and he's the president was just like no like he went he was willing to risk the whole world in that moment for for what he thought was right which was a kind of respectable thing yeah because um, it was like i would not be another hitler yeah <laughs> and, and b- boy that was exactly what he was about to do he was he was gonna genocide a whole group of people at exactly once. a whole country yeah that like, was a good line i like that line because it was like uh yeah i didn't even connect those two things but i, I love how he's just looking at him like hell no i'm not doing this like yeah and dude what a sticky situation i i like how it starts off and you know it gives you three different uh viewpoints oh yeah of uh, like the story mm-hmm. and then they towards the end they all kind of you know jumping back and forth and each time you jump to the story you're like you're like on the edge of your seat trying to hope that things work out because everybody in all those different situations had to do the right thing in this moment or else it's over like exactly you saw that and it some of them did fix it like the one at the base you know he got the guy to uh let him call the president after begging yep like you know people were some people were doing their jobs and other people 
Well, actually, tech, that's a funny thing is everyone technically did their job. Like the, the ones who were sent out to drop the bomb. Yes. They're, that was a really interesting viewpoint because, you know, they're just doing what the general said. Like, um, and, you know, they're so their characters are inter- interesting because, you know, they're going to go bomb these people. Yeah, it's, it's, sure it's, it's crazy because at the but beginning, mm-hmm. at the beginning, they were like, you know, they were like so like, whoa, like this is a crazy like we're gonna do planet talk yeah, they're asking us, yeah, to commit uh, this thing I, that be we've been trained to do, but like we're kind of shocked that they're actually letting us do it right now. Like, yeah, and they went all in, dude. They weren't, they were never like second thoughts of like, hey, like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Like yeah, once they found out they were for real, they were gonna do it, and they even when they were running out of fuel, the fuel, and they knew there was no going back from here. Like they knew their lives were about to end. They were like, "We gotta do it because this is what we promised our country to do." You know? Yeah. And they were under the impression that they were being attacked. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, "We don't know what's going. Our our families could be gone right now." So, hell yeah, I'm going to try to protect them. It's funny because the war back then could, you know, there's a lot of talk of, like, whether wars are justifiable and stuff. Yes. I would say back then those stakes were a lot higher than a lot of the wars over oil nowadays. But, Mm -hmm. like, like, I could see you could kind of – you could kind of relate to how that person is feeling, the ones on the plane, because, you know, they're genuinely just trying to protect the people at home. Yes. Like, it, it's funny. Everybody's has different motivations in this movie. Um, and sometimes it just leads them to do bad things, you know? Yes. It's like, I don't judge the ones on the plane for some reason. Like, because to them, to me, in my mind, like, they're not the ones making decisions. They're the ones just trying to protect their people at home. But, uh... They were just kind of, like, just doing their job, but... Um, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, a lot, you know, when the Nazis got caught, you know, all of them were like, just doing my job, man. It's like, and it's like, you're... But, but the, the thing is, the thing I want to say that those people... They didn't know what was happening down in the base. They didn't know what was happening in the war room. So right, exactly. if, if they would have known, like, oh, so this crazy-ass guy, General mm-hmm. Jack, just sent us this, you know, to do this, just because he's crazy, Dude, you know? Yeah, especially when he told the ones at the base that expect uh, Russian soldiers to to pop up, yeah. and they're gonna look like, exactly like American soldiers, and be dressed. You need to shoot them with the, down with the same uniform you have. <laughs> oh man, dude! And then the other people remember because um, they sent another base to go attack that base so they can you know get the code yeah. or anything. Those mm-hmm. people were like, "These are commies." Yeah, like, they were going in there like these are traitors. So it's just. That's why it took so long for that guy to get him to listen. Uh, the, the, it's so so that, that's what I'm saying. Like those people who were in that pilot, is it pilot or is it? I don't think. Which ones? 
it's the what is the it? The aircraft? What is it? Is it aircraft? Or I don't know what it's called. <laughs> a plane? I don't know. A plane? <laughs> Those people, I feel like, yeah, they're thinking they're doing the right, the good thing, you know, because they don't know what's yeah. happening, and mm-hmm. I think they they would have changed their minds or maybe not done it if they would have known what was happening. Yeah, exactly. And they, there's there's like it it uh it just shows how this movie shows how like although you're thinking you're doing the right thing, it may lead to ultimate destruction if if you're not constantly being aware of how others around you are be, think, being related, you know? Yes. Um, um, and one thing could just go wrong, and then that's it. Yes. I do want to talk about uh, the ambassador of Russia who went in the war room, and then the guy mm-hmm. were like, he's like, dude, well, why are you going to let him in? You know, he's going to see everything, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> uh, I do want to play a clip from, like, from the ambassador of Russia talking to those guys. Okay. Try B-86543 Moscow. Yes, sir. You would never have found him through his office, Mr. President. Our premier is a man of the people, but he is also a man, if you follow my meaning. <laughs> what did you say? I said Premier Kissov is a degenerate atheist. Mr. Mr. President, I formally request that you have this ignorant proof. I'm sorry, Mr. President. Mr. President. I think they're trying the number. It's just it's funny how they just um even these adults that are these are like you know adults who are in either like you're in uh he's a general, he's in politics, he's an ambassador, they still act like little kids because they're just like you know <laughs> yeah. like, I don't give a fuck, you're a commie. Like get out of here. Mm-hmm. He's like, Mr. President, he's taking pictures. Like <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things they do. It's just like, and it's funny because these are the people in charge. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, like, I'm 24 now, you know, I'm considered an adult now, officially, yeah. right? And it's, it's, that's, once you get to a certain age, you start seeing, like, oh, I'm not magically just going to change. Like, I'm still no. the same person. Yeah. And you start seeing, like, oh, all these adults are just the same. Like, they... You, you don't just wake up one day and then, now you act mature. Like... No. If you're a crazy person, you're a crazy person until you're dead, you know? Exactly. That's so true. Um, but these people... Um, even the ambassador, he, like, taking pictures and that... It's like a fake... It's like a... It doesn't look a camera, but... A really cute little seeker camera. Exactly. It's just so funny and, like, so, like... Like it's kiddish, you know. Like, oh, yeah, I want to take a picture like this. Like, I want to, I want to be sneaking around. And yeah, it's not even being like professional at all. It's just like it's being like kids. Yeah. How much do you think the war room? Oh, it looked it looked like it was more than just a war room. It seemed like a secret base on in the Pentagon. Do you think? Yeah. It's like. Do you think it's it real? looks similar? Yeah. The, the thing is, I think they re- do. They really worked on this um, set. Like they really wanted to make it make you feel like this is a war room. You know, this is yeah. This, this is, is a, a secret thing people don't see. Yeah, and Even- obviously, <clears throat> I mean, I, I would think it's 
I would think it's stupid if I would think it's stupid if they don't have anything like this, you know? Oh hell yeah! Like, come on, you don't have cool rooms in the Pentagon. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, sometimes when you see things of like government facilities, it looks way lamer than you would want it to be. Like, oh yeah, it just looks like a bunch of fat old guys sitting around yeah. uh, a, a dirty '90s table. <laughs> um, you know what's crazy? You know this came out in the '60s, which is kind of like the middle of the whole Cold War. You know, like mm-hmm. and, and I, all I w- these are. I, I would th- yeah, I would think it would be funny. Like if I if I was watching this in the '60s, I would think it was funny. But then I'll be scared because I'll be like, this could actually happen. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Like this could. I mean, this is what we've been talking about. This is in the news every day. Dude, you know, back then people were building, you know, like bomb shelters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like kids were like learning in class. Like if this happens, this is what you do. If like atomic bomb comes and blows yeah. up everything up. And you know, one thing about that that's pretty funny to me is like technically that could happen today. Yes. And, and you know, every couple years we get this fear of it happening again like with north korea mm-hmm. they all of a sudden we had all these stuff back in the news it's like all this could happen at any moment uh it's just funny to me how like back then they would train in school so they don't do that today like yeah, it's, it seems like it's only when it's convenient to like causing fear it's like i want to know what to do yeah i'm not trying to get <laughs> Killed when the bomb hits. Like, <laughs> uh, another thing that it's funny. This is all happening at three in the morning, right? <laughs> it's like, dude, no one knows what ha- what's happening. Yeah, the world's just silent, dude. Like, <laughs> only these people know what's happening. And you know, there ain't no late night parties in the fifties. Everybody's sleeping in their beds. Exactly, it, dude. It's just so with their golden retrievers. <laughs> and I just think it's so funny that it was. It all and it all happened really fast. It was from like an hour, you know. The the film, yeah, it's like oh, like in one hour of what's happening, and I would do you know what I would have liked to have seen the news that day. Same, it would have been so funny. It, like they blew up. They're like, yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the ending? The ending, I truly love it. I love it so do you, much. There was actually you, a second ending. Yeah, there's. Or what do you mean? So no, the there was supposed to be there was a, there was two endings actually. So Stanley wanted the ending to be uh, a pie fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, um, but how he, was that supposed to go? It was just people. Everyone just throwing pies at each other. The, like, the, from the table that was by yeah, them. Yeah, the, the war, war room. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So they were thinking like, oh, you know, these are just like, these are just like. That would have been nice. Yeah, but he said it wouldn't go with the theme of the film of, like, it would have gone too crazy at that point. Like, Yeah, I told, I get what he's saying, because a lot of the humor is very, uh, you know, it wasn't campy on that level. Like, yeah. pulling out pies is, would have made it too, too much of a clear statement. When it's like we already get the joke, yes, you don't have to like 
Like, if they don't get it by now, they're not going to get it. Like, yes. Throwing the pies to me is like letting the idiots that are watching it and thought it was all serious. Like, yeah, they'll be like, oh, this is a joke. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you didn't get that by now, like, you're a fool. Welcome to the club. The ending was, um, I, I love how he's like, stands up and he's like, I can walk. And then boom. Incredible. <laughs> he sh- shiver- shivers down your spine. And he's like, uh, you know, he just, he's like, <laughs> you know, he starts, he starts freaking out. And then his arm just jumps up. Yep. Dude. Um, it's, it's so funny because um, he's explaining, like, this conven- idea he has. Yeah, he's convincing these people. Of like <laughs> yeah. all this stuff that is like of Nazi yeah, exactly. uh, ideas and they're like hmm. ideology of they're not even mm-hmm. a, they're not even paying attention of like little things he's doing that <laughs> yeah that, you know that's saying that like he's a Nazi and everything they just keep thinking like hmm you know all these these ideas you have sound pretty good you know like I don't know. Yeah, and then he's saying like, if if we do have like a you know like a war like of atomic bombs, there'll be more women than than men, mm-hmm. and then each man will get ten girls, you know, because he's it'll be like a there'll be so many so many women in the world and so little men, and they're like, hmm, that sounds really good. And he's like convincing the president. He's like, President, President, yeah. This sounds amazing. Right. Like he's like, this sounds actually pretty good. And they're all like, hmm, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're right. It does sound pretty good. Thinking about it. It's it just it's funny because I we we laugh, but then Trump's saying some stupid ass shit similar to that, you know? <laughs> if anyone if anyone starts telling him of well, we can we can do this and get this. Uh, he would most definitely be thinking about it. Yeah, if he was in that situation, mm-hmm. he would have just said, "Bye, Russia." <laughs> do, do you think this film really? It, it's funnier now because of what's happening with Trump, or I think you- so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because if it was like during a time where nobody was paying attention to anything, yeah, it, it wouldn't have been as impactful on me. I don't think. Um, I I kind of it makes me wish those stuff like this. I mean, there's a ton of political satire movies nowadays. Oh yeah, like, I, so many. Like Death of Stalin, uh, Jojo Rabbit, all these kinds of comedic. Movies about like the political political climates, but uh, I don't know. Something about this one felt different to me. Yeah, that's the thing, that's what I'm saying. Like those, those a lot of those. Mm, I know, I like I know why Jojo Rabbit and The Dead of Stalin. Those are I would say those are pretty good, but the, the other ones they're like cracking jokes and everything, you know. Like these films are making, they're making fun of these characters, you know, of these like could have been real people, you know, or 
this is how really like how people acted and these positions or whatever. So I think that's funny. They're not like saying jokes or or doing a lot of comedy if that makes sense. Yeah, I think because when he made that movie at that time it was about that time. Yes. And he also was uh criticizing both sides and every side like he was com- criticizing all forms of government in this movie which uh I think was pretty bold to do um oh yeah I think if sure. that came out today I don't know if people would like it that much I think at least I can't think of anything I can't think of anything that was like 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 that that was just like fuck all forms of capitalism and government because it's all the same that's like in a movie I think that's why I like this one because it's very uh, we're it's very uh, there's no real good guy in in real in the real world everybody's their own hero you know like uh, the you're in this American world you're seeing, you're hearing things that I'm sure people back then would have been shocked if it was real. Oh yeah, because sure. you know they keep they like to keep this image of like we're the good guys, we're angels. It's like sure, Busta. <laughs> I doubt that. Did Did you like the ending? I really like the ending. I I kind of wish it would have ended with the bomb dropping. Because that, that scene was really good to me. He was like, yeah! Oh, Man, yes, yes, I was yes. feeling it. Yes. I was feeling it. <laughs> that Dude, part was really funny. I love how he just like, fuck it, let, let he, me have fun. He committed, yeah, he did his mission. He was happy. Yeah, dude, he was so happy of dropping the bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, imagine his, that hat probably flew so high into outer space. Dude. <laughs> oh my Yeah, poor cowboy. He's out of there. It's it's a pretty interesting choice to make him a cowboy too. Um So so one of the things that um Stanley really wanted to do, um mm-hmm. of those um people those sol- soldiers is that he wanted like everyone like a lot of people from pe- people from color of co- people of color and like different kind of people from america or not in that airplane in the plane yeah, yeah. like he wanted like he wanted a black guy he wanted you know this kind of guy he wanted this kind of guy he wanted a cowboy all these kind of kinds of people he really wanted like um to have in in his um film yeah it's you know i don't think stanley's probably the best at like um Inputting race into movies just because mm-hmm. he's not a a person of color. Yes. So, I mean, I think of all his movies, he kind of has. He doesn't bring up race that much. It's more like he focuses on like uh, overall corruption. I think a lot in his movies. Yes. I, I so. I, I don't know. I didn't think of anything when that there were all different people on the plane. I didn't think of anything. I, it didn't make me 
come to any realization, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, the, the film, in the beginning of the film, uh, I remember when I was telling you that Stanley really wanted to make, like, he wanted to kind of trick people in the beginning of, like, oh, this is going to be this kind of film with the music he was doing and mm-hmm. the shots. Um, I guess that was so funny. Yeah. He he said that um, Stanley was confused after the film was came out because no one caught of the beginning or no one even mentioned anything what Stanley was trying to do of, like, kind of give hints of, you know, this is, like, sexual things, like... um. Not people having sex, but like different things of like the airplanes connecting together and it's different things in that film that shows like sexual things. And he was I like, I catch the yeah, he was surprising to me. He he put a lot of little hints in the film or like it's a little Easter eggs of mm. like, um, I caught a little drought the movie, but not I didn't know that the planes being shown at the beginning were. What they were shaped like dicks or something? Yeah, it was like they were, they were having sex mm. when, when they connected together, and, and the music and the background is like so beautiful. Yeah, very, yeah I <laughs> thought it was. I thought it was very like cartoony. Yeah, like fun. It was very fun. Like, oh, this is gonna be a fun movie. Yeah, and, and I just love how Stanley was, you know, so ahead of his time. You know, he was just. Doing things like I'm gonna do this and this and this, and people were just like didn't get it at all when it even came out. Um, so yeah, I I I really love this film. I think it's I don't know what would you would you put this in your top three for <laughs> Stanley? Yeah. Um. Oh, would you even put in your top ten of your favorite films? No, it's not. No, I wouldn't wow. see that. It doesn't like personally, like I on a objective level, it's a perfect movie. Like everything yeah. about it's so good. Just personally, I don't. I'm not like that movie is me. You know, I don't like identify with it. Yeah, like a make it my top favorite movie. Um. Like if I was making a, a like making a list of like objectively the best movies, yeah, it it'd be really close to it probably, but that's not how I is list it, my movies. Is it your top three of Stanley? No, no, it's it's like top five, I'd say. Top five. I really liked Eyes Wide Shut. I I like it more than this one. Okay. Um, and I and I you know I've always watched Clockwork Orange. I really like that one, and I also really like 2001. And mm-hmm. I like The Shining a lot. Dude, just so many good films. Yeah, it's like it's it's, me saying that's not my top three of Stanley. It's not a bad thing. Like all his movies are really good. Dude, those are and that, and it's, his earlier films were so good too. Because I'm just like, man, I don't know if you tell me to. Rate yeah, them? I haven't seen his early ones, so I need, we need to get to those. We will. <laughs> I'm ready. I I I think I love this film because it really when I was when I went in to watch this film, 
when I first saw it, I didn't think it was going to be as, you know, this funny. Like, I didn't, I, I don't know. Right. I just, I just yeah. didn't, I thought it was going to be a different kind of film. Because I heard things about it, but I never heard, like, I don't know, like, really, really good things. Like, films like Clockwork Orange or, you know, Full Metal Jacket, Two of Us in One Space Odyssey. It's not as flashy as other films, I think, is the reason. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know, like. I really love the way the control room looks and the war room, um, the the base, the, um, everything yeah. like looks so cool. This movie has in a really good rewatchable factor to me. Like I could picture myself rewatching this over and over, just because it was so much fun. And it also it's a roller coaster ride. The whole movie, I could see myself seeing it a lot in the future. Two thumbs up. Recommend. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like, uh, I think Stanley really influenced a lot of filmmakers today with this movie. When I watched this, I, I saw a lot of similar things that are used today. Like, I thought that a lot of the humor was a lot like Wes Anderson's. Mm-hmm. Humor movies. Yes. I, I mentioned that to you. It's the uh, with the kookiness, yeah, of, and, the, of and, the way they talk. And like I said again, from the and film, all those, mm-hmm. uh, the film Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, it feels like a like a play, you know, like it's like yeah. it feels like a theater like show. And a lot of a lot of his movies feel like that. And yes, and I, I feel like the most that like. The films I feel like the most like a play is like for me is Eyes Wide Shut, A Clockwork Orange, and Doctor Strangelove. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, just the acting is so different. Two thousand one, also exactly two thousand one, a Space Odyssey, and a lot of these films make it just feels like a play, dude. It feels like more than a film sometimes, and I just love the way everything looks and um, the way he directed. These, these actors was really good and he really really you know made it an amazing film and if if he was really going for that he like did it perfectly in my opinion one thing that I just thought of is like a lot of the times I think it feels like a play because he, he doesn't usually have just main characters like he has this whole a universe web of things going on in a movie that feels pl- like a play where like there's multiple um, parts that are coming together to reach the ending of the movie. Yes. Even in Eyes Wide Shut, you think, oh, it's about this couple, but uh, it's like not just about that, you know? Like, Or in 2001, you know, there's... The main character doesn't feel like the main character. It's just like what he's showing you feels like the main character. The idea of the movie is the main character. Yes. The same thing in this one. Like, um, the bomb is the main character. I I love the black and white in this one a lot. Um, maybe more than than his other black and white films. It just looks so good. Yeah, it looked really good. I, it makes me 
kind of laugh because if you could put your dog to watch it, he'll be saying the same thing as you are. And you can <laughs> kind of form like a good bond with your dog. So wow. bring your dog along to watch uh, this movie. <laughs> Maybe you'll learn a thing or two. Uh-oh. Damn. Stop showing your dogs stupid TV shows and Uh-oh. make them watch some films. Exactly. That's the real problem in America. Oh, <laughs> uh, this this film. I I will say, I I, I, I want to rewatch all of his films now and then maybe see where I'll put this film. But after we yeah. after we watch Stanley's films, all his films, we will rate them all, and then you okay, and you say like, yeah, let's do a whole episode. Just debating like, our ranking exactly, and we'll do like we'll, we'll compare mine to yours, yeah, and then and see what's different. Like, oh, yeah, most of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's funny because it's like, like, we'll probably be debating, and then but we're talking about good films, you know, it's like we're yeah, we're, we're like, just we're talking about like this film is better than you know, like, yeah, we won't be debating on if it was good or not, it's exa- gonna be like which one's the best, yeah. So, it's the best of the best. So, so the, the so the next film that we'll we'll do. Um, do you want to do like an older film? Or do you want to do like one of his most um, popular one? Let's let's do the Shining. The Shining. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Um, the, the Shining. It's dude. I, I you know sometimes like I forget about it, but dude, that film is really 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 cool. I, I love it so it's much. It's my favorite. It's so good. And then just that opening shot. I I can't wait. We got to talk about that one next. Okay, so we'll definitely do it. So next episode is The Shining. And, dude, I can't wait now because I haven't I, – I sometimes don't watch it because I'm like, I want to watch it by myself and, you know, mm-hmm. have some popcorn or – Yeah. You know. it's It's a journey. It is because I want to. I always want to watch it from the beginning. I, I hate it when it's yeah, like exactly. It starts in like in the middle or something, or I come in and someone's watching it. Like no, dude. Like this is a film. We should start from the beginning and and pay attention, people. Oh yes. Every time I hear people criticize Stanley Kubrick, it's like they were walking around talking with their friends while they were watching it. And it's like yes. What are you doing? This is not a joke. <laughs> Exactly. So next film we'll do The Shining and then we'll go yeah. we'll go back and forth to his older films and newer films and then see at the end, you know, how we will rate them from I mean we'll rank them from you know, which one's the best you know, our favorite film to our least favorite. Yeah, not best but like our favorite. Yeah, our favorite. Because in my opinion they're all You could debate that one or the other's the best, like they're all really close to near perfect. Yes. Anything else you want to um, say about Doctor Strangelove? Um, maybe cut down on the long title next time. But <laughs> other than that, Damn. A plus. A plus. Yeah, Bravo. that's hard to get for me. A plus. A plus. Dude, I, I I don't know. If, I didn't know you were gonna like it this much. I felt yeah. like you were gonna be like mm, I can whatever. See why you would think that, yeah. 
Mm, I mean, yeah, I didn't. Like I said, it's not my top favorite movies of all time. But yeah, I'm not a fool. Like this thing is good. So I am a fool. What am I saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't want to thank anyone who is uh, listening to this episode about mm-hmm. talk to Strange Love and. If they if they want to say anything about it, they should send us a message. Yeah, and, and just you know, learn to love the bomb. Uh oh, I I obviously love the after this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we'll do Shiny next week, and then we'll keep doing all his films and and. Yes, sir. I love this. Let's I, get I, lucky, I baby. actually I'm getting in the Stanley. You know, mode. Mood. Yeah, dude. yeah. Mode or mood. It's fun. It, it's yeah. It's just getting. It's getting exciting now. Like I just, it, it gets you like excited about films too. Yeah, each each one of his films bringing me into a, a whole frame of mind. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of fun to be in. Yes, but okay, so. I, are we going to close out? Yep. Um, follow us on Instagram at Let's Get Lucky Pod and follow Tino on Tino22. <laughs> sure. Oh, vote for me this upcoming election. Uh oh. I'll vote. Running what, on. What are you running? I'm running on gas. Uh oh. But like not oil gas, I mean like <laughs> farting ga- gas. That's and, a good one. Uh, I'm, I'm fighting for dog rights as well. Oh, so. shit. It's about Dang. time they learn they get to drive. <laughs> okay. Um, well, do you, are we going to watch this film together? Um, depends on how COVID's going. We could Exciting. do a little Skype watch. If okay. You want. I'll do that. Alright. Alright. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Let's get lucky. Let's get lucky.